2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Meet or on the
0: rocks, it's the Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester.
1: He is the NHL's man of action on the scene in Nashville for tomorrow night's NHL draft. Our buddy Dennis Bernstein from the fourth period joining us in the sports bar, just kind of glancing at the uh, Sabres schedule. And I know a lot of teams are looking, a lot of fans are looking at their teams' schedules today. Dennis is saying, "Wow, I see at least eighty-one wins on that schedule." How are you today, buddy?
3: <laughs> Greetings from the bachelorette party capital of the world, gentlemen. Yes, things are uh, great here in Nashville, and. Uh, not not a, a lot of drama-filled uh, NHL awards last night, but certainly a lot of drama as we get into the draft tomorrow night.
0: Yeah, I, t- t- true or false? Because did they really move this up to midweek because of the bachelorette parties? I know people are joking about that, but Dennis, I like this change. The fact that you're putting this big event for the league not on a Friday night where people have other things, you can actually like watch this tonight. And we can talk about it tomorrow. I mean, the the change yeah. here to, to midweek is this going to be
3: something that sticks? I think what's going to stick, guys, is that uh, you're going to have the uh, both events in the same city, because it was grueling to do the awards in Vegas and then get on a plane and fly cross country to to Fort Lauderdale or Buffalo or Montreal. I think that the fact that they're putting it in the same city, and I think they'll do it again next year in Vegas. I think that's the winner. And yeah, you can't have that much time separation because again, you've got free agency on Saturday, so it, it, it's a really short time frame. I love what they did. This is a city that can host both events, the big city. It's not a big downtown, so I think it's going to stick, and I think you'll see going forward. Now, some cities like Seattle are probably uh, promised a draft, so it may not happen every season, but I think they'll like the fact that there's not a cross-country trip after doing the cup final to do the, the awards and then the draft I think it benefits everybody.
1: There's not a lot of suspense at the top of the draft tomorrow, Dennis. Uh, Connor Bedard yeah. going number one to Chicago. Let us know about some of these other players here, some of these other prospects, and, and we'll talk a little bit here about what Buffalo might do if they stay at thirteen.
3: Uh, the intrigue is about Matai Mitchkov the Russian kid who haven't people haven't seen a lot. At some draft boards have him as the second best player on the team, but the fact that he signed a through your deal in Russia there's some uncertainty about all Russian players. They haven't seen him a lot, even though they're, they're, there's Russian scouts obviously over there. But the, the North American scouts haven't seen him. I think that's the intrigue. Could he go to Anaheim at two? That's a big risk. I, I don't. I think what happens here is he doesn't get past Philadelphia or Washington at seven or eight. I would be shocked, given the OV factor in Washington, to have another Russian player, the next generation of a great Russian player, to come in. I think that's most of the intrigue. Now at the top of the draft. A lot of people think Adam Fantilli was going to go to Anaheim too. two. You're starting to hear maybe a Will Smith and maybe a Leo Carlson. So I think immediately after Bedard gets picked one, and yes, guys, he will be picked one, um, you may have intrigue at the very top of the draft. So it should be as a Spence-filled first couple of hours of the NHL draft on Wednesday.
0: Yeah, going back to Bedard, and a lot of people online had the reaction. because Look, Blackhawk ownership is one thing, but the Blackhawk fan base is completely, you know, the people of Chicago, they deserve, uh, you know, a good product, and the idea that they mm-hmm. get Connor Bedard. Uh, true or false here, Dennis? Uh, Bedard is
3: the best
0: prospect since Connor McDavid.
3: Yeah, on paper he is, without question. I, there, there are people that think the commenting can have an immediate impact, but you know, manager expectations. I think it's not fair. Now, granted, they just traded for Taylor Hall. He has a, a guy who can, and has, has scored 30 goals before, so they're certainly upgrading the wing position for him. But, look, Jack Hughes is a generational player. They talked about Lafreniere and Kako being drafted by the Rangers, and those guys, it took years to emerge. So there's a lot of pressure on this kid. There's going to be a lot of losing in Chicago because, guys, other than Taylor Hall, when you look at that roster, yeah. They might not get 60 points. So, manager expectations. He's the, but he's not like a – he's small, but he's not slight. He's got, like, girth in, in his thighs and his quads and stuff like that. So, um, he'll be great to watch. He's certainly, yes, on paper, the best prospect since Conor McDavid. But please, your expectations on a kid – who is still, what, 17, 18 years old and is not going to a very good team.
1: Dennis Bernstein of the fourth period joining us here on the eve of the NHL draft. The Buffalo Sabres right now sitting at 13. Uh, everybody that we've talked to around the team and around the, that covers the team uh, that is there in Nashville as well are saying best player available. And, I, you know, best player available, yeah, common sense tells you you're going to take the best player available, but it's not. It's just not sexy. Dennis, what are the Sabres doing at 13? What do you think is going to happen? Give us something juicy.
3: Well, I think they'll pick the best player available. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. All right, Dennis, thanks for your time, but, man. Appreciate
3: it. No, no. but here's the thing, guys. Like This team should be a playoff team next year, right? So you're not drafting to need. You're really not drafting. You're not going to draft a goaltender. Uh, you said, like, what are you going to pick? Like, what's the yawning need for this team? I don't really see it. So you can afford to wait on a player if you want a developmental player. Who, and look, there's only really two players in the draft that can help teams right away, Fantilli and Bedard. Right, so you're going to have to wait on any particular player. And since the, the roster has improved and Kevin Adams has done a great job, maybe, maybe a kid like Gabe Perot is a right winger who scored a lot of points. He's committed to Boston College. That could be a possibility. But, again, it depends who falls. And that's the thing. Like These guys that do mock drafts, you can't tell me legitimately who you know is going to go at 13 or 15 or even 10 because there's so, much that, so many things that could happen. There could be trades that happen. So it's really hard to gauge. That's why they do – as a convenient opt out, saying best player available. But again, the roster's improved enough where they should be a playoff team. So yeah, though it's it's cliche, I think they're just going to go look at their board. Who's ever at thirteen? If they don't trade down from it, um, pick the right guy or the guy that fits their best needs.
0: Yeah, uh, Dennis Bernstein, the fourth period, our guest here in the Sports Bar, as uh, you your website have been uh, right on the forefront of re- reporting about this Kings. Jets trade, and yeah. I'm just wondering uh, that aside here, Dennis. Like, what are the Jets up to? Because I know there's a lot of Saber fans that yeah. say, you know, if they want to move on from Connor Hellebuck. I know a destination yeah. and a team that would love to have
3: him. Yeah. Well, here's the problem though: Connor Hellebuck has stated he wants nine million dollars a year, and as far as I know, there's no takers for this player at nine million dollars a year. That would be an extension. He's got one year left on his deal. That's a, you know, like people aren't going to make, and it's not one mistake, you're not going to pay players like Bobrovsky 10 or $11 million. You're not going to pay a goal that much. Although, you can make the pace for Connor Hellebuck. If you give it Aiden Hill almost $5 million a year for playing well for three weeks, I, I guess you could have paid Connor Conor Hellebuck $9 million. That's the stopping point. So, as far as I know, look, the PLD is going to go, Deal to LL is going to go through. But the other two high-value targets that they have in Hellebuck and Strickley, there really haven't been any calls on those two players because of the you know, the conversation's about an extension. How much would be? Shifley's 30, 31 years old. And Hellebuck, as great as he is, is he really worth $9 million a year on a five- or six-year deal? I don't think so. And I think that's, that's a stopping point for, virtually every team that's looking for a goaltender, including Los Angeles, and they need a the goaltender as well. But that that's a really, really big ticket. You'd have to swallow hard to take on a, a deal like that on an extension for Connor, he- Connor Hellebuck.
1: Dennis, when we're talking about the Sabres and and goaltending, I think there's a, a thing that, that Kevin Adams uh, should do and a thing that he will do. Uh, he probably should get a veteran guy to come in there, uh, but I have a feeling he's going to roll with UPL and Devin Levi. What do you think Kevin Adams should do, and what do you think he will do?
3: I think he should stand pat. I think he should go with those. And remember, you have Eric Comrie there as well. Yes. He's got one more year in his deal. So there's there's a quote-unquote veteran presence. I guess, Tom, like, definitely, if I have to read, let's find out. Like And and could you make a deal in season? Yeah, because you have, look, Comrie's only 27. LeBron's 21, and UPL's 24. Like, go with that. Trust the process. Trust the guys you have in place. I don't think you go get another goaltender to add to this mix because the team in front of them should be really good. And that's, again, going back to Aiden Hill, that's the moral of the story. Did Aiden play that great in the playoffs? He had a great team in front of him. And when you look at this defense and you look at how they can score, that you need the guy to. You don't need a nine forty save percentage guy for the Sabres next season, guys. You need a 915, 910. The guys who make the normal stop that won't give up bad goals. Those are momentum shifting goals. I think they have that in this group. I'm not sure who's going to emerge, but for right now, to add a fourth goaltender to the mix. I think it, it really kinda of maybe damages the psyche, the three guys you have in house thing, Oh, we really need the fourth goaltender although Vegas had five goaltenders this year, so you know, what do we know?
0: Yeah, uh, Dennis Bernstein in the fourth period. Um, Some people will say free agency in the NHL is the fool's gold. Uh, We've seen the Sabres fail. Dennis, I don't think the Sabres are going to be big players when it comes to just outright kind of signing free agents. Maybe they trade for a defenseman. But uh, just your thoughts overall on this year's uh, free agent class and who might be some of the teams that will be spending some money coming up July 1st.
3: No, it's a weak free agent class. Like next year, it's going to be a big free agent class. But I'll, I'll give an example. A guy like um, – and because Aiden Hill got paid in Vegas, it probably means uh, a kid like uh, BarberChef is going to be uh, – hit the open market. And from what I hear, Vancouver's really hot on this guy. He's a, He was a difference maker. He played with Jack Eichel. Marceau so, was a great player. That would be the type of player. But, you know, Ryan O'Reilly. What's Ryan O'Reilly now? He's a 3C. So there's not a great free agent class. So it, the, the movement and the activity, if you really want to improve your team – it's going to be via trade. That's how it's going to happen. And you're already starting to see trades happen, right? You know, the Canadians who lost on PLD traded for Alex Newhook. They gave up a first and a second round pick for him. The only way to really improve your defense markedly, unless you want to go for like a Matt Dumba, who at this point, is he a difference maker? I don't think so. Difference makers will come through trades, and I think you'll see over the next three, four, you see Kevin Hayes going to St. Louis now for half retention. You saw Ryan Johansson go. I think GM's realized that the, the free agent market And you're right about fool's goal. It's just not strong enough to make differences for contending teams if they want to make moves like L.A., like St. Louis, like other teams have made, you're going to go through the trade market to get that done this season. You
1: you mentioned it. You you said earlier that the Sabres should be a playoff team this upcoming season. The expectation is that they will make the postseason. I think last year, if we were to look last year at this time, nobody would have had the Devils uh, emerging as the second place team in the Metropolitan Division. And for the Sabres to go up, other teams have to go down. I'm just taking a broader look at the East and and looking at, at how it's kind of... who's. Who's got momentum? Mm -hmm. Who's up? Who's down? Who falls in order for the Sabers to ascend? Because this was a one of those rare instances in the postseason where you saw the Pens and the Caps both miss out on the postseason, along with the Sabers. And and I'm wondering if there are teams that could actually fall out of contention.
3: Well, look, Florida's going to be really banged up to start the season, right? I mean, Kachuk's not going to start. Ekblad is not going to start the season. And here's the thing: You, you heard today from Cam Neely that they're operating the Bruins uh, uh, w- with respect to the fact that both uh, Bergeron and Krejci won't come back. So what does that do? That means Pavel Zaka and Charlie Coyle are their number one and two centers going into the season. They don't have a lot of trade uh, draft capital. They don't have a first and second round pick this year. They don't have first or second and third round pick next year. The Bruins, as crazy as it sounds, they can, be in- they-, they can fall back 20, 30 points. So it- it's going to be interesting. The Islanders... The the Horvat trade, he really wasn't productive. There's opportunity for the the Bruins to to jump up um, because of the teams I mentioned. Uh, I think it will be closer. Look, it may come down to the wire. I certainly think they're a 7, 8, 9, 10 team, right? They should be playing games of consequence in March and and early April. There's no excuse not to. You look at that top line, you have a guy scoring 35, 47, and 36 goals. That's good enough. Your second line center, Dylan Cousin, has 31 goals that's good enough. And when you look at the defense, there's no reason not to think that this team can emerge. Can I pick out one or two teams that might not look? I don't think Tampa's going to fall back. Toronto's still – they're going to extend Austin Matthews and and Willie Neal. So they're going to be around. But there there could be opportunity for maybe a team like the Rangers. Are are they – you know, they didn't work with Tarasenko and Kane. Maybe they take a step back. So there's certainly opportunity. They should be in the mix. I'm not saying a definitive playoff team. But if they're not close – in March, or if they're not close at adding it, to, if they're not a, a buyer at the deadline, then something went really wrong with this team because they're good enough, talented enough, and depthful enough to be in the top eight in the East, as tough as it is.
0: Dennis Bernstein, when it comes to the National Hockey League, he is everywhere, whether that's the All-Star game, the final, the draft. All right, Dennis, this is, this is going to set the bar pretty high, though. Are you going to Australia coming up in September?
3: <laughs> yep. God. I've got flights booked already. I love
0: it. Well, I guess here's the question, Des, because like the Kings, as you know, they're playing the coyotes. Yeah. And I, I feel mm-hmm. like I, I like that's going to be a storyline. It's not in the headlines today, but you're around movers and shakers and everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like what's the what's the word on the coyotes here? Who's in line? Is it really going
3: to be Salt Lake City? It might but here's the thing. If they there should be clarity and Gary Bettman said by midseason. right? And it should be sooner, about where they're going to land do they have an option in the Arizona market? And let's say, as you mentioned, Salt Lake City or maybe Kansas City, the Hunts might want a team. There, there are other options. It's not going to be Quebec City. There's not enough corporate support in Quebec City. Here's the thing with Arizona. If they were to move, I will tell you this. When the next expansion comes, they'll give a team to Arizona. That's what will happen. They're not, they may give up on this market in the short term because of the building situation. Long term, they want to be in Arizona. So whether it's the Coyotes staying there or an expansion team, maybe, two, three, four years down the road, they will not leave Arizona permanently. So that, that's the situation. Salt Lake City makes a lot of sense. You have a billionaire owner, and that's the great thing about the league right now. It's a lot of great owners. You look what happened with respect to Seattle and Vegas over the last two expansions, and other guys say, you know what? And that's a great thing about the league. I know fans rail against the fact that, they, that the, the expansion rules, you know, mm-hmm. made it possible for these teams to be really good. And I took the batman back that. it. He goes, we want these teams to be good. If you're going to pay $900 million for the Ottawa Accenture, do you want to be good? If you want to put up a billion dollars for a Seattle franchise, do you really want to wait 15 years for it to be good? Like, if you went and bought a 7-Eleven, imagine 7-Eleven said, okay, give us $3 million to buy a 7-Eleven, but you won't make money for 10 years. Would you buy that franchise? It makes a lot of sense. So I think that the overarching thing is that this fact of the troubles in Arizona, I always say to people, okay, yeah, there's an issue in Arizona, but... Have you seen the best team in Major League Baseball? And you see where they play in that dump in Tampa. Yeah. And do you see yeah. what's going on in Oakland? So, yes, all 32 teams have a great situation with the billions of the league. No, but the, the league's on solid footing. If they have to relocate Arizona because there's no other options, they will do that. But they are not leaving that market permanently, regardless of what happens to the Coyotes.
1: I, I can already see it. I mean, we're, let, let's look ahead five years from now. Maddie Berniers is handing the cup off, and Bettman actually does a lap <laughs> right. with the cup for the Seattle Kraken when yeah. that happens. Dennis, uh, you're you're great to join us, and, and great to give us your time as you always do. I want to make sure you have time to let everybody know about the fourth period and the coverage that you're sure. giving us for the uh, NHL draft here tomorrow night.
3: That's the NHL draft free agency coming up. Uh, the FourthPeriod.com. Uh, my Twitter account is Dennis TFP. We also do our final Sirius XM show this season on uh, Free Agent Day, July 1st, uh, from 11 to 1 Eastern, the hot stuff with me, Dave Panyota, and Ryan Page. So you can find us online, you can find us on the radio, and certainly doing hits all around the U.S. DennisTFP is my Twitter handle. That's probably the best way to, to, to be a central point to find out what we're doing at the fourth period.
0: All right, so uh, go easy on the Bachelorettes down there, Dennis, all right?
1: I'm the adult Gene, of the crew. So Gene, yes, Gene said that. I'm saying don't be. I'm saying <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you be you, man. Go out there and have a good time.
3: <laughs> I'm happily married for 14 years. I'm going to behave myself. <laughs> ah,
1: very good, Dennis. Appreciate good, you, man.
3: Enjoy it. Always great Always great being on the sports bar. Thanks, boys. Dennis yeah. Bernstein,
1: the fourth period, one of our favorites, talking some NHL, talking some NHL draft, some NHL schedule. Everybody we talk
0: to kind of thinks that Kevin Adams is going to stay Stampede goaltending, and I can't argue with that. It, it the goaltender in hockey is not the equivalent of the quarterback in football. Like you can win with a C plus B minus goaltender. There have been plenty of them. Jordan Bington was like a C minus, okay, but he got hot at the right time, and since then hasn't amounted to anything. So yeah,
1: I, I'd like a nine fifteen save percentage. G- get me a nine fifteen, a consistent nine ten nine fifteen save percentage goaltender, and I think that that's really all you need to ask maybe for maybe you have not one but two guys and you could say oh UPL. like that
0: that was UPL's first season in the league right honestly can you like we you know, you're giving every other position some time here And maybe Devin Levi takes a half step back, So, and you have Comrie still in the mix. And maybe the Sabres are right on the fringe. Maybe it gets to be the trade deadline. Maybe you go out and get somebody at that point, but it doesn't make any sense to me if I'm hearing $9 million... $9 million million for Connor Hellebuck. I'm not uh, into that.
1: Uh, Let's uh, take a break and come back. We have some takes on Tap It Stinger Tuesday at FanDuel. I'll tell you some uh, props that I like, uh, some home run props that I like for tonight's action and Major League Baseball and the Danger Zone. Gino, I know you've got takes as well.
0: Oh, I've got takes here. I've got takes on the hologram and this news out of Hollywood (laughs) today, non-sports take. Also... I'm going to give you my top three NFL head coaches on the hot seat. Hot seat. Hot seat. I'm going to
1: tell you if McDermott is on it or not. All right. Very good. We'll get to that and uh, more next. It's time for I'll drink to that in the
2: sports bar. Danger and Pataglia on the fan Rochester. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.